Hey babes, this is part two of mine and FS Chills discussion on Get Out. If you haven't listened to part one, please go back and listen to last week's episode so you won't be completely lost. We are jumping in kind of in the middle here. But for now, enjoy part two. So yeah, Chris, while they're packing, finds all of Rose's exes. And, uh, uh, why did I just blank on her name? Georgina. Yep, Georgina. So we find out that Rose is queer, which, fantastic. Like, love that. But we hate a queer villain. Oh, is that what? (laughs) I didn't even... See, I didn't, I didn't even think I didn't think because there's other there's other women that are not Georgina. Wait, are they? Oh yeah, 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 they are, they are, they are. Yeah, there's a light skinned woman who looks like she's a ball player. There's a lady with dreads who is just yeah. like normal ass yeah. looking person. And yeah, no, she. Uh, so Rose is at yes. least performatively queer, but the thing is, is all of her exes are brown and black. All of them. Every single one. Every single one. And especially creepily, it's it's especially creepy after they had that conversation and she told Chris that he was the first one. Yep. 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 She told him he was the first one. Good thing to point out because good God. But yeah, she definitely dated Walter and Georgina who end up being her grandma and granddad. Spoilers. Yeah. Because that's the thing is, that's what made it stick out to me is like as a, as a, a black person who's dated non-black people. If I meet someone or so, you know, Alan, you know, you're small talking, mingling, blah, blah, blah. If someone goes, I've never dated a black person before. For me, I'm like, that's fine. I'm, I'm not saying that you had to have. But if someone goes, I date black people, like they say it as they like, that is a, yeah. they do. That's a red flag for me. That'll make me be like, nah, I'm cool. Thank you. Because that's weird. That's, that's weird. That's some Kardashian bullshit. Right. Right. That's the kind of thing that would, that's a red flag for me. Versus Absolutely. I've never dated a yeah. black person. I guess one thing we should point out that we didn't, um, we learned that Dean, uh, Bradley Whitford's dad lost out to Jesse Owens for the Olympics in Berlin. Mm-hmm. And Chris goes, Oh yeah. When all the brothers showed up Hitler. Right. And Dean does his brother talk. I'm saying capital B capital T T M brother talk. Right. <laughs> right. He's trying to speak jive. <laughs> Basically. I mean, it's that scene from airplane. <laughs> Which in at least an airplane, at least an airplane, it's funny and like we know what it is. And this movie, it's like, oh god, oh god, the cringe. <laughs> right, exactly. So anyhow, so Chris, di- Chris and Rose get downstairs. Jeremy's being weird by the front door. He's got a lacrosse stick. He's like, "Come at me, bro." Literally says, "Come at me, bro." I'm pretty sure. Probably. And he's like, Rose, like you referenced earlier, Rose, give me the keys. Rose, where are the keys? Rose, where are the keys? Rose, where are the fucking keys? Yeah. Oh, Try to back up the mic so I don't peek myself there. Such a scary, <laughs> such a scary moment, though. When he, because you can see him spit. Yeah, and then the that, and she does it several times during the movie where she just like quits the the thing she's doing. Her face just drops and she goes dead, and I was like, oh, oh, oh that's scary. She's really good yep, at it. She's yep, very good yep, at yep, it. Yep. So. Oh my god. Yeah, so we're 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 back downstairs. Uh yeah, Steven Root's like, I don't care about your race, I just want your eyes. You could be he might as well have said, You could be white, black, Chinese, purple. Right, right. That's <laughs> where he was going you, with uh, it. Do you remember that Amy Grant song from the early nineties? There it was like? uh yellow, purple, black and white, they are children in his sight. Oh yeah, yeah. Yes. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes i do remember that like using the purple people as the thing it's very much that when steven root comes into it right but chris being the clever motherfucker that he is realizes that he has been because of his addiction to cigarettes and his surface level cure is picking at the leather and finds there's cotton in the leather so he puts cotton in his ears much like our like i said earlier our boy odysseus him out he uh he pulls a full and god bless jordan peele for knowing his classics right right i was, I was like oh this is gonna be that was a, that was a clever 
That was clever. The only he he stops the sirens on. The, the the thing that threw me off, which which when I saw that, I was like, he took those out a little too fast. But then I liked that when he runs into the mom, he immediately yeah. goes for the cup. I was like, okay, because I was like, I was like, because as soon as he took those out, I was like, you took those out a little too fast. If all it takes is a little clink clink. When he smacks the china out of her hands and it, you hear it smash against the wall, that is the most satisfying sound. It's it's satisfying. In sound, but also in the body language shift of both of them. The second that cup yep. breaks, he's not. A, he's like, oh, <laughs> like it's. It was. Yep. It was the body language <laughs> change was so perfect. Not a victim, no more. Yeah, the body <laughs> language change was perfect for both of them. But I lo- also love that he beats Jeremy with a croquet ball. Yeah, and it's a yellow one, so you can see the red on it. Mm. Yeah. And then he sees the father and he gores him with the, the deer head. The deer head. Very creative kill. But because they're this weird, like, satanic panic cult, <laughs> they have to have candles everywhere. Right. Which sets the house on fire. So Chris is on a clock. <laughs> right. Meanwhile, we see Rod call Rose. And Rose is doing the terrifying... So. Chill, I know you're on TikTok a little bit. Yes. Did you see that terrifying trend that was going around of white women being uh, uh, floating from tears to straight face? Yeah, it was creepy. It was real creepy. It was terrifying, right? It was real scary because that shit happens And I think you and I have both seen that happen in real real life. Like, we've both seen that happen in person. Yeah. Of someone pretending to cry on the phone. Pretending and to cry, you in the face. I will. I will. I, pretending to cry, and I will tell you this much as well. It happened to me in Kentucky, at you know yep. where. Yep. I will not say no names because ten years ago, so it doesn't matter. And I hope she's okay. I got into. I was being argued at. I was not even because you know, we're in the middle of Kentucky. I'm not about to raise my at a voice at a white person in the middle of Kentucky at night. So it's just not happening. And and <laughs> yep. because I wasn't doing that, I she was taking it as as, as I don't care, and I didn't care. And it, it went so far, and it got to the point to where I was like, just get out. Because it, it, it was my dorm room. It was my suite. And she was like, I'm not going anywhere. And I was like, you have to go. Like, you leave. And when I was, the next thing would have been me saying, you know, because the, the end of my sentence was going to be get out or I, I have to call DPS. Like, I have to call security. And when I said that, yeah. she looked at me and looked at her and went, look at us. If someone comes here and I start crying, what do you think is going to happen? And I was like, holy shit. But that was like, I never thought of that being used in a sinister way before until that happened to me in real life. And I was like, yo, I'm never talking to this girl again. And I didn't. I, I never spoke to her Just took the night. mask off. Just took the mask yeah, off. Yeah. And I was like, yo, that's, that's, that's one of those things where like, you know, people, people go back and forth between good and bad, you know, like. We all have good and bad But it's one of those things where, like, in life where you hear someone say something out loud that you're like, holy fuck. Like, are you... Did, what? Like, did you just let that did come you out really of your Did you fucking say that? Right, where it's like, yo, you didn't... If You can go outside and still say things like that. Like, oh, that was like, that was one of them. So that, that so yes, the trend on TikTok was scary. It, it makes me think of that. And then when she did it so well in this, I was like, whoa, scary. Because it's real. That's yeah. what makes it. That's what I feel like. That's one of the best things about, or at least for me personally, it's it's things that have that are real or tangible in my life scare me so much more than things that I feel like just don't exist. Yeah, because like for me, so like um, back in the 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 earlier scene with Rose and Chris when they hit the deer and the cop comes, right? Mm-hmm. So. I was at a, you'll know what I mean when I say this, but I'll have to clarify for the audience. Uh, the Murder Sonic on yes. Melrose. Yep. Yeah. It was right by my high school, right? Like I went to Lipscomb. Okay. Uh, for high school. So I'm dating a white chick at that time. And we're there right about the time that that Sonic closed, which is like 11 o'clock, right? Right. So I knew everybody in the neighborhood, which I don't anymore because Jesus Christ, you want to talk about gentrification and talk about yeah. Melrose. It's, it's nice over there now. <laughs> Yeah, it's they nice sell in those there. condos. They sell in condos for three k over there. Like, yeah, damn. it's nice, nice over there now. Three k a month, yeah. But back when we was growing up and like in high school and shit, like it was it was a different area, right? 
and so it was it was the hood next to my hood and i knew everybody from there and like i was i was always okay over there it was more like bringing folks in but because i went to a private high school that bordered on that right who all lived in the suburbs in a different county and didn't know downtown nashville like that right they all called it murder sonic so i'm leaving this sonic in my my beater that i drove all through high school and part of college and I've done nothing wrong other than get too much cheese and too many tots, right? Right. And a coney, right? Like I was, I was hitting the Sonic proper. It's the Sonic trap. Slush, Route Forty Four slushy iced tea with a little bit of apple juice in it. Oh, that's the game. That sounds good. Yeah, it's good as hell. It's good good. as hell. And you get the 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 family size cheese tots Mm. and two two foot long conies, right? If you're not, you're not going to Sonic. Extra onions. So we had all of that in the car. I'm driving my beat up little Volvo 240 and I pull out and I've been there for 30 minutes, right? Okay. Like pull in, order, hang out. We made out a bit in the car, whatever. You know, it's as it goes. You're in high school, right? Right. We're 17, 18 years old. Like that's what you do. Also, that's that's, that's the prime time to make out before the Coney's. That would have been exactly, a bad, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, you, yeah. You don't make out after the Coney's. Yeah, yeah definitely no. not. That's definitely stank not. breath. That's stank breath. <laughs> definitely not. So, so the story tracks. The, the story tracks yeah. so far. <laughs> and I was gonna drive back to Brentwood, which for y'all who are not from Nashville, like it's right over the county border, right? So yeah. it's like it's it, the suburbs. In, the suburbs start right after downtown ends, right? Right. So I leave downtown. Uh, or I'm trying to, and the second I leave the Sonic, the the lights flash on. What a sinking like, feeling! What the, f- what the fuck did I do? You know, like right. I'm just driving a beater. Yes, I'm in the hood. Yes, I'm driving a white girl. Yes, it's summer. Blah 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 blah. Right, but I'm like, I didn't do fucking nothing, man. My lights are on. So he says, "Oh, the interior light was on, but all the food is with my partner at the time." And she goes, "Look." What's going on? Like she was the one who talked to the cops, and this is the inverse. This is why I'm saying this: the inverse arose, right? Right. She actually did the nice thing. She's like, "Look, he didn't do anything wrong. He signaled when he left. I watched him flip the signal. His lights were. I watched him turn on the lights. His he just had all this stuff replaced because she knew my shit. And she was like, "Look, I know his brake lights are working. I know his front lights are working. He signaled when he left. He left a hundred yards with him in the next car. What's going on? Right." And the cop's and like, worked? well, he, uh, he had the interior light on. And she goes, no, I had the interior light on so I could eat these conies. <sighs> and having a tall, pretty white woman with big tits apparently turns out it's cop fuel for getting you out of a ticket. You get out of a bad situation. You get out of a bad situation. But I, sure. and hard. thank God she had my back, unlike Rose. So back to the right. bullshit. <laughs> Not at all. Chris beats the fuck out of Jeremy. And oh my god, the sound design in this moment was great. It's so good when you hear his skull crunch. It's and satisfying. When Chris goes in for the extra attack. See, that's why I thought I thought that was a great <laughs> one. Great sound design. Two great way to show like it go from defense to anger, but also to yep. have it be brutal without having to show it. Like you, they didn't. You didn't yeah. see what's happening. You knew exactly what was happening, and the sound design did the rest. And I and thought that was feel good. The, and you feel the justification. Right. And I thought it was like, good. I don't fuck necess- you, motherfucker. Right. And I don't necessarily love like just showing extra gore for the sake of gore unless it's like, it, for me, it's like, if it's way over the top, then I'm like, okay, that's funny. Like, like you do what you have to do. Yeah. But if it's Sam like, Raimi, Peter Jackson. Yeah. Right. But if it was just like, someone's just getting curb stomped. I, I don't need to see that. Ooh, yeah. I don't, I don't need that. American History X. I want Evil Dead 2. Right. And so I thought that was the perfect use. Like, I think that shot was perfect. Yeah. So Chris gets back upstairs. He fucks up Missy. She tries to knock him out. He smashes her china. Jeremy tackles him from the back. I don't know how this motherfucker is alive. Yeah, man. He Because he got knocked. I've had a lot of concussions. I've had a lot of concussions, and that motherfucker got rocked like I've never been rocked. He was resilient. Yeah, he was, he was fighting for his life. He still lost, but he was fighting for his life. Yeah, but that's when Chris really goes in the anger and really just says, fuck you, fuck you, fuck right. you, fuck you with every... He never says it out loud, but we feel it. It feels it because here was, for me, the justification was you've already lost. 
he's just trying to open your front door to get out of the house that you're trapping him in and you kept pushing oh, it God, back that scene is you so deserve good. it because because for me i was like yo he's tried to, he's just tried to even you when you're on his back choking the life out of him chris was just trying to open the door to get out he still wasn't trying to attack you yep he was passive until he figured out he had that knitting needle and right. had to use it right Oof. yeah that's a good insight man that he's so passive until he has to be active. That's the thing. He he was you were literally on his back and he was just trying to open your front door to get out. Yep. And he just wants to leave. You, and you couldn't let him. He just wants to leave. Right. So he gets in Jeremy's Camaro, his ugly car. It's not great. It is I yo, it's a perfect I went car to for high the character school. though. I went to high school with a guy who had the same car but in black. It's a mm. 1987 Camaro. It's an ugly car. It drives like shit. I drove that car, but man, was my the dude I was on the soccer team with was so proud of it. <laughs> it makes, that make, that tracks. That makes sense. <laughs> for for the kind of person that would drive, yeah, that exactly makes sense. He was so proud of that car because he's like, I bought it myself. I was like, your parents are millionaires, but sure, you bought it yourself. <laughs> I'm driving a beater. I'm driving a fucking car that's the same age as me <laughs> to school, but yeah. <laughs> it's right. got 250,000 miles on it, but yeah, you bought that car, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> Your parents are both surgeons. You bought that car. Um, anyhow, so he's driving off, and he he doesn't mean to, but he hits Georgina. And this is where Chris has his moment. And yeah. he says, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it. And he goes back and gets her. Because this is his redemption moment. It's a good. I was like, man, you're a good dude. You're a good dude. He can't. He can't. He can't leave He's her. a good dude. Can't leave And he her. can't leave another black woman to die in the dirt like he left his That mom. was the thing. That was the thing. He was like, I, I can't do this. I can't do it. And that's. Yeah. Because that was my other thing is like. Now that he understands what's going on. Some part of him has to understand that that's not really Georgina either. Anyway. That's not Georgina at all. That's not but Georgina, but to I'm do not going to leave her. That was, I, yep. yeah, when he saw it, I was like, oh, you're a good dude, man. It's uh, it's it's Ripley in Alien when she goes yeah. back to save the cat. It's a save the cat moment. Yes. Which is a, you know, classic trope, right? But, like, that is his save the cat moment. And it points out Jordan Peele being a fan of horror films. True. That he knows what that trope is. What that save means. Save the cat. And save the cat is save what little is left of Georgina. Right. Exactly. Because so they also they also her. point that out during the during the video is that he's like, well, yep. we need to leave some parts of your brain intact, so some part of you is in there. Yep. And yeah, yeah. Stephen Root says exactly that. You'll he calls him a passenger. Oh my god. In his own body. And oh, fuck, I have something to say about that in a minute. All right, let's get through the end of this plot real fast. Okay. So. Saves Georgina. She wakes up. You destroyed my house. Wrecks the car. She dies in the car crash. He gets out. Who's running at him but Walter? And Wait, no, no, Rose. No. Yeah, I was gonna say he gets out and the bullet goes right past his head. <laughs> Knocks yep, the mirror yep. off. And you're like, what? Yep. Turn around full yep. hunting out. And it's Rose Rose doing the full uh uh Mulvaney from uh Jurassic Park. Right, and what made me so upset about it was that Or no no, it's Jumanji. That's it's what Jumanji. I'm She's she's the manhunter yep. from Jumanji, and what made me so upset yep. about it was that, which was a beautiful touch. She didn't go outside to get get this guy in sweats. She took the time to put on a hunting outfit like she was hunting an animal. Yep, she's got the jodhpurs, and uh, for y- y'all that don't know, jodhpurs are what basically like D.W. Griffith and all of the people who invented the feature film wore. They are khaki colored pants with weird hips. And, like and they the look boots. hot if you style them right. Yep. The yeah, and like the boots, white collared shirt. White, the like, white collared shirt with the like, sleeves rolled up. She's dressed for the but hunt. Button to the, like, oh it's buttoned to the nine. It is buttoned to the nine. It's not open. It is to nope. the throat. Yep. Meanwhile, she was sitting there earlier fucking browsing black men and talking to Rod, Laurel, on the phone. Doing her whole like flat affect. And this is something that comes across to me so much as somebody who uh, who is autistic, right? Mm-hmm. So flat affect but expressing things is right. something that I have a really hard time with. 
So I get really jealous of Rose in this scene because she can pull off having flat affect to the camera, mm-hmm. but expressing things in her voice. Right. Whereas me, I have to be like, I'm so sorry. I don't mean to offend you. Can I have a glass of water? Right. Okay, I see what you're saying. Because I don't know what my affect looks like. Right. And so like literally today I had, um, I had to tell my partner, uh, Nicole, for everybody who listens to the podcast, uh, I had to ex- uh, be explicit with Nicole of like, hey, I'm not being a dick. I just want a glass of water and I can't get it myself because I can't carry it to the living room. Can you please grab that for me? But I have to be so aware of my affect. Mm-hmm. And so for Rose, Alison Williams' character, to sit there and have fully flat affect and drinking milk through a straw. It was gross. One, that, she was drinking milk through a that straw. That is offensive to me. Two, the fact that she was eating the cereal separately. Was like, just, just put the milk in the cereal. Yep, yep. She yep. was eating the just, cereal just separately. Just use a spoon, motherfucker. Well, just use what, a spoon. What I was... What, what I was wondering, and you know, this may be like too deep of a writer thing to go into, but I was like, I would want to ask Jordan Peele so bad. Did you have her sitting there only eating specific colors of Fruit Loops and just drinking the milk? Like, was she choosing oh, the Fruit Loops that she liked because of the specific color? Interesting, because I was focused on her having sneakers on in the bed. Let alone in the house, but on the bed. They're on the bed, but that's what I noticed is that she was picking out Fruit Loops one by one and then drinking the milk separately. And I was like, I wonder if he was like, she, she, she is that, Damn, she's so much that way again. that she will eat certain colors of Fruit Loops and not others. Oh no, I have to watch this movie again and watch it for that scene alone. That's oh, what no. I was wondering when I saw her doing that. But no, I, I remember that during that scene, I was like, I was trying to focus on the Fruit Loops, but I was so focused on the fact that she had sneakers on on the bed and she lives upstairs. That. That's funny. Yeah, she's upstairs. They don't take their shoes off in the house, which bothers me to no degree. You know what I also wonder? If that was Jordan Peele being like, that would be a really white thing. Because like, in a lot of black houses, it they really tell you, is take though. your shoes, no, off. It is. Take your it shoes is. off when you come in the house. And that makes me wonder Literally. if if Jordan Peele was like, yeah, let's have it so white that she keeps her shoes on in the bed. I think that's, I think that's a real thing because like, so my apartment, for example, right? Like my white friends will leave their shoes on when they come in the house, but they'll see the shoes by the front door and go, Oh, should I take my shoes off? My mixed and brown and black friends just take their shoes off. Yeah. You, should, you don't. Yeah. Cause they like see a... the shoes by the front door. They know. Right. That's the thing is like, it's, it's not inside the house. It's, it's socks or chonkless. It's socks or chonkless. And that's the thing. It's like, most of us don't do it any, like people our age usually don't do it. Like first off, it's usually just like, we know what it means because like as a kid, Old black ladies used to make you do it all the time. Like, you take your shoes off when you come in. Oh, yeah. You know? Older yeah, Hispanic yeah. women sneakers did, too. Are, sneakers are outside shoes. Right. If you're inside, it's songs to chonkless. Exactly. It was just respectful of the household. So watching her sit on the fucking bed, surfing black men, and getting clearly getting ready to masturbate, right? Like, Seemed like it. She's about to, she's about to flick that bean. <laughs> that, that, was the, and, that was the impression I was getting. Yeah, it's very much like that sensual moment. Like it is a sensual moment turned wrong, which yeah. I love. It's so it's so impressive to do that right. So anyhow, so she comes down with the whole ass uh, 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 Jumanji outfit, shoots at Chris, misses. Uh, granddaddy in the young black man's body takes off after him, tackles him, starts choking him. Chris flashes him with his phone. Because he remembers, ah, oh, the flash right. that activates the subconscious. <clears throat> Stops choking him, goes over to Rose and says, I'll do it. She, being stupid, <laughs> a.k.a. white, in the fullest degree, gives him the gun. He turns it on her, shoots her in the stomach, and then shoots himself in the head so he won't die as this racist white man who's mad at Jesse Owens. Right. Which is literally the entire plot of this movie is just being pissed at Jesse Owens. Which, which <laughs> when I saw him trying to chase down Chris, I was like, this was not because you were white. His running form was wild. That man, he runs like the Terminator. So, like, it was the weirdest. So that's, a, that's an explicit reference to North, North by Northwest. Really? Yeah, that's Henry Fonda running in North by Northwest away from the plane. 
through the cornfields. Okay. okay. That's what that shot is. Yeah, I was like, I was like, that is the weirdest form. I've never seen a black. But it is there, also but... Exp- it's also explicitly like a 1930s run. Okay. That was the running style in the 1930s. Oh, so, so Jordan weird. Peele studied that and had him recreate it because he's a fucking consummate filmmaker. That's cool. <laughs> yeah, because that was just, like when I saw him running like that. Even when he went out to smoke, I was like, "Oh, that's the grandpa. He's training because that's an old run." Yeah, it was so weird. Yeah. It's an old run. It's explicitly it's an, it's old, an run. old run. He had run. him do it all on purpose. Genius. It's fucking genius. So, Granddaddy slash Walter shoots her in the stomach. Shoots himself in the head so he doesn't die a racist white man. Which, I cried at that scene when I rewatched it. Man, that, sad. that hurt. It's sad because he had to make that decision it's quick. It's beautiful sad, but it's sad. Yeah. At least he makes a final choice, you know? Final choice. Yeah, that's true. And I'm sure it, over, you know, what, how, however long he's had to endure this, I'm sure the part of him was left was like, yeah, this is the option. I'm, I'm out. Also heavily referenced in Black Panther. Yeah, I was going to say, that's what... uh essentially what killmonger said yeah god fuck another movie i cry at every single time because killmonger's death is jesus fucking christ good sad and also like that was one of the that was like one of the first movies where i was like man this is marketed to kids but like killmonger wasn't like totally wrong like the way he was going about things wasn't killmonger great. wasn't wrong right. he wasn't right but he wasn't wrong right. the way he was going about <laughs> it not the greatest but everything he was saying out loud i was like nah you know he's, he's got points yeah Man's got man's got reason. He got points. So Chris starts to choke Rose, and we see sirens. We see the black, the 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 blue and red. Yep. And our hearts drop collectively. Yeah. And Rose smiles. Chris stops choking her, and Rose goes, "Help me! Help me! I'm being destroyed by a black man." Instantly changes. Just fully the weight. And shout out to Allison Williams for this role. Good She's God. Incredible. She does everything. She does everything in this role. But yeah, she says, <laughs> I'm sick. And then little Rel shows up and goes, boo, you whore. <laughs> it's so is, I, I I love specifically, too, because their body language, like it's it's it instantly puts him back. Once the sirens come and she's fine. Because Chris's and, hands go up. Yeah, his up. hands go up. And the second that he hears his friend's voice, though, he's like, oh. <laughs> like, which is like. <laughs> he does the my dog. Right. He does the my fucking dude hand gesture. And the I was chop. like, that's such a beautiful part. Because in most horror movies, the relief would have come at the, si- at, at the side of the police. And instead right. of like, no, no, no. We can add back attention by bringing the side of the police. And then the relief <laughs> comes when he finds out it's his friend. And I was like, oh, it's beautiful. Exactly. Uh, for some reason, I remember uh, Rod running over Allison Williams and then backing up, but that doesn't happen. Every time I watch this movie, I assume that he like runs her over to make sure he's mm-hmm. dead. She's dead, but it never happens. But I want it. That would be funny. That would. That would be funny. It would, that be. would be funny. Yeah. But anyhow, so Chris and Rod escape the bullshit. They survive. So, alternate ending. Yeah, I want to hear what this alternate ending is. So, I bought this movie forever ago on Amazon, which who knows how long I'll hold that and fuck Jeff Bezos. But I bought this forever ago, knowing that I would watch it multiple times. This was, again, my five, six, seventh time seeing it. So, the original ending was, it's actually the cops. Because Chris does call the cops during his escape. Oh. Even in the final cut. And the final shot is Rod walking into what's clearly like a prison complex, we assume Rikers. And is on the phone with Chris, who's in an orange jumpsuit. And Chris's only lines are, I'm free. Oh man, oh, I would have cried, bro. That's not gonna make me cry yep. now. That would have sucked. <laughs> no, because the way Jordan said it was was like, no, he's stuck in jail because he killed a white lady, and obviously this is how black men are treated. But he's free of his mother's guilt. Oh, he's free. Man, that would have, yeah, that, oh. fucked me up. 
Yeah, I'm wiping away a tear right now. That was. Yeah. That would have gotten me. That would have gotten. Yeah, it's oh. Rough. Yeah, that would have taken it from like a feel good ending to just. I would have been like, D- oh. No. Yeah, no, 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 oh, no. no. Fire, escapes, fire escapes look real good after that ending. Yeah, I was like, no, <laughs> like, man. That's right. Like, oh, that's rough. So, holy shit, this movie. Um, <laughs> There's so many. If little- y'all don't know already that we love this movie, fuck me. It, there's so many little parts that make it brilliant, and all of those things to me are because there's so many, there's such small nuances that are true about like the horrors of racism. There are. Um, first things first, I just want to get this out of the way um, because. I'm a goddamn nerd who cares so much about what things were shot on. And this movie is so pretty. It is. It is. And truly, uh, Toby Oliver deserves his love for this. This movie was shot on one of my absolute favorite cameras, which is the, uh, the Aria Alexa mini. It's the same camera that was shot, uh, used to shoot 28 days later. Okay. Uh, Sunshine, uh, parts of Ex Machina. So I'm saying Danny Boyle and Alex Garland love this camera. Okay. <laughs> um, but it's a camera that you can do a lot of work with for very lightweight. Like it only weighs like 25 to 40 pounds, depending on what lens you have on it. And they okay. use the uh, Ingenieux Optimo. Um. And also, if you're wondering, uh, for those of you who are like me and love aspect ratios, this was shot 239 to 1, which is my favorite aspect ratio. <laughs> okay. Other than, other than 4 to 1. Uh, 4 to 1 is my favorite, but that's uh, Sergio Leone. Uh, very, very wide format. 239 to 1 is a beautifully wide format that is very John Carpenter and is an explicit reference to John Carpenter. As is the opening. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel uh, like there are several references to it. Yeah. Uh, when the camera slips, there's a moment where there's a follow shot and the camera slips, and that's an explicit reference to Halloween. Okay. Because, John, uh, as we talked about on our episode about Halloween, John Carpenter got pissed at his uh, uh, camera operator and said, fuck you, I'll fucking do it myself. And you can see John Carpenter's cigarette smoke in the camera that's lens. Fun. That's funny. <laughs> because he's a chain smoker who said, fuck you, I'll do it myself. <laughs> and let. <laughs> because he was so pissed at the way the guy was shooting it that he walked it himself, but he refused to put out his cigarette. <laughs> that's a good. That's a good way to be, though. He's like, you know what? I'm going to do it, but. If I'm doing it, you're gonna get all of me, cigarette included. It's yeah, it's gonna it's gonna be full JC. <laughs> so uh, uh, Jordan Peele put an explicit reference in where he intentionally did a like uh, a pratfall trip mm-hmm. to do what Carpenter did while tripping over the sidewalk in Halloween. That's funny. And wanted Lakeith's first scene, the very first scene in the movie, to be an inversion of Halloween. The suburbs, but fucked. Just right. Nice. Uh, which I adore. It's so good. Uh, so yeah, getting that out of the way. That's just that's what it was shot on. Um, I love to shout that out whenever I can because uh, I'm 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 a, I'm a, I'm a I'm a little slut for cameras. <laughs> they make a difference. They really do, and the the Anna Alexas are so fun to use. You can get so much out of them. That's cool. All right. So let's go in on this movie. Um, Where do you want to start? <laughs> I'm ready for wherever you want to start. So let's see. I'm going to bring up your talking points because you had the best clear talking points of what we were going to say. Oh, so you said, so I'm just going to go in order of what you texted me, right? Okay. Okay. We talked about Lakeith. Right. And we talked about Redbone. 
And I also love the choice of the song Redbone because, again, we've got a lot of wait, a lot of weight listeners. Uh, Carrie, do you want to take this on what a Redbone is? Um, yes, a Redbone is a light-skinned, attractive black woman. Yeah. Or 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 man. You but it it is normally used yeah. to refer to a woman. Yeah. Um, so Jordan said that he chose it because of the stay woke and listen brother lyrics. But I think it's really important that the song is titled Red Redbone. Bone. Colorism. Beyond what he and we can always say beyond what the director understands. Right. Or or or, or intends. The song being titled Redbone is very important to the plot. Right. One hundred percent. Because yes. Yeah, uh, Williams is uh, clearly not light skin. She's the palest of skin, but she's the palest. But also, that would apply to uh, why am I blanking? The housekeeper. Oh, Georgina. Yeah, Georgina would count. Yeah. So, works on multiple levels there. Oh, um, okay. We didn't. Oh, you called her the license plate in the text. Yeah, okay, so, and, and this could also be me, you know, again, like I said, looking for more meaning than there is. But when they, when he walks around after hitting the deer, it says, and it may be a one or an I, I have poor vision, but it said, it looks like it says IGTG 35. And I immediately saw, I was like, I got to go. But I was like, I don't know what the 35 would mean. And it, it comes from being out here. In LA, there are so many vanity plates that I see them all the time every day. <laughs> so, like, now it's a thing that I do is like, whenever I see a car, I immediately look at the license plate because I've found some wild ones here in LA. So, I do that now in oh, movies and everything, it. too. And I saw that and I was like, Et Jordan Peele is the exact kind of person who would put something really cool on that license plate. And I just need to figure out what it is. Yeah. So, the one G2G is definitely I gotta go, right? Right. The 35 feels like, so I'm just young enough to remember pagers as a thing in high school. Mm -hmm. So like when I was a freshman, the seniors had pagers, right? Right. So like the class of 04 had pagers and not cell phones. And I didn't have a cell phone until I was about to graduate. So I know I was later, but like whatever. Um, But what I think it has to be the three five has to be a pager reference. Oh, it's, it's it's like a location. Mm-hmm. So I think it's like uh, uh, what was it? There's the "I love you" mm-hmm. pager thing that my older cousins would talk about. Which, if I could look, uh, I, I could pull up my phone and pull it. Like, oh, hold up, hold up, hold up. I can do it. I can do it again. I can do it. So. Four five five, or sorry, four five nine was "I love you." Oh, right? I, okay, okay, okay. So I L Y on okay. a pager. So you would say four five nine. Okay, that makes sense. So three five. I've been looking at it for the last day and a half since you texted me about mm-hmm. this, and I'm like, okay. To me, three is always deaf. So I used to text my friends three. Okay. Being like, I'll def be there, right? Right. Because it's D-E-F. Okay. So I'd always text my friends three if I meant to be there. But three, five, I cannot make heads or tails because the only vowel in three is E and there's no vowels in five. So five is J-K-L. Three is D-E-F. Okay. I got nothing. Maybe it, Other it than Edge? The- the next time or I'm going to watch the movie is, again. I got to go fuck. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing. It's like the next time it, I watch it. Three, five exactly is FK. Three, five is FK. Say again. Okay. I, I was going to say the yeah. next time I watch it again, I'm going to see if exactly what it was because it, 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 it happened so fast, but because I'm used to seeing it here. But that's fast, a good spot. Man. I immediately thought I got to go. And I was like, oh, but I didn't see what the. Yeah. Line. I one G2G is like, I got to go. Who cares what's after that? One right. G2G. Right. I was like, I got to go. And then I didn't see the rest. Also, I love that you pointed out that the basement was sealed for black mold. Black mold. I was like, oh, raci- yep. that's racist. <laughs> that's so racist. Like- because, because mold is an infestation. 
Right. Like, like when, and, it was, and they it was said like literally the off way he said, it, like, he was like, oh, there's, there's just some nasty black mold down there. And I was like, oh, you, oh, that was, that was dirty. That was like, evil. you called it. Yeah. That was like evil. Yep. That was evil the way he said that. Because especially when you get to the end of it, you're like, oh, no, they see black people as an infestation. Like, there's literally white replacement theory. Like, not to bring up personal or uh, 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 political events too much, but you know what this is. We've gotten one-star ratings for this before. The Uvalde cops definitely shot a kid because they're closing those records. But the guy, the kid who, the 18-year-old who shot up the fucking Uvalde school was talking about white replacement theory. Kyle Rittenhouse was talking about white white replacement theory. The Christchurch shooter thought about talked about white replacement theory. Literally the Charlottesville 2016 uh, uh, riot from a bunch of white idiots in polos, mm-hmm. chinos, and tiki torches said Jews will not replace us. Tucker Carlson, who has the biggest fucking, uh, outside of Joe Rogan, has the biggest media platform in the world, talks about white replacement theory, as does Joe Rogan. Right. It's the same fucking thing. Yeah. And it is just when they talk about, sorry, so that's to get to the black mold. Mold is an infestation, right? Right. Mold is something you cannot control. You can only kill. Right. And that is how these great replacement theory folks feel. Exactly. About black folks. Because that's also what he said in the folks. in the video. Is at the end of the video on the TV, it's he's like, you can't avoid the inevitable. So just why why not do it and, and make it better? Yeah. Just become black. Right. <laughs> that's 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 essentially what he said. And it was like, whoa. That's yeah. He's like, Well, we're gonna be replaced, so we might as well become strong, strapping black people. He tried. He tried. Uh whole house burns down though. Okay, so we kind of talked about this. Georgina breaks because of the clink or because of the flash off of Chris's camera? Because he has his camera, and I think it's because of the glint off of his lens, but you said the clink. So, okay, so what I was thinking is when we see people break from the flash, the old version of them comes back. She just Mm -hmm. freezes, and that made me think about when the mom would clink the glass. But a bad nosebleed. Right. So what? That's true, though. She did get the nosebleed, and the nosebleed also happened when the guy broke, too. So that's what was confusing mm-hmm. for me is because I was like, the freezing gave more of an indication of the clink. Like, the, when the clink happens, they freeze. That's her way to control them. So since she just froze, I was thinking it was the clink. Because usually the flash, they freeze, and then they're suddenly back to who they were. Right. So I think unless that was like a sort of a middle thing where it was like she got a little bit of a flash and a little bit of a clink and that's kind of what happens when they're both happen at the same time. Maybe that might be right. I don't it, it, it's hard to say. Like that's one of those of them like, is it a plot hole or is it just a thing? Right. Because that's what was weird <laughs> is that like we have nothing to judge it on because we never got to see what regular Georgina was like. Except for another except for another point you brought up. The picture that we hinted at earlier. So the picture of her and uh, uh, Rose, yes. But when Chris is looking around with his camera, just trying to take in his slice of life photos, because that's what he is. He's a slice of life photographer, right? Right. He wants to capture the realness. He wants to see who you are when you're not somebody else. Right. And I love that for him. Like, that's what we see in the first scene. That's what we see of him at the party, right? Right. He doesn't assimilate. He dissociates right he moves away from the crowd and wants to observe the crowd but he accidentally observes georgina in a state of undress observing herself she's admiring herself and of course we learn later that it's grandma right but it's this moment of vulnerability right of looking at yourself and seeing yourself as powerful because you're sexy that and what I also was was sort of pulling, especially with the ending and what they show us, is and the reason why I mean, yes, she she was uh, in her underwear, so that would also make sense as to why she closed the thing so fast. 
But what I was also wondering is when she's doing that and looking at herself, the way she's messing with her bangs, I was wondering, is she does she straighten her hair every time she goes in her room to make sure that scar's not showing and then pull it down and she thinks he saw that? Yes. Yes. Yes, I think he did. So I think he saw her fixing her wig, which would be a normal a thing. A normal thing to see a black woman doing. a black doing. man to see. Right. Yeah. A normal thing to see a black woman doing is fixing her, fixing her wig. But she fixes it wrong. Right. Because when she comes back, her wig is askew. Right. And that's something I noticed watching this movie. She doesn't know how to fix a, uh, for a black wig. Right. She does not know how to fix a black wig. At all. Because that was one of the things I saw. I was like, whoa, that wig's, that's like crooked. It's like noticeably crooked. It's always crooked. Her wig is always off. Always. And again, that's why you pointed out that Lakeith wears that ugly ass fedora is to cover his scar. So we're going to get, yeah, yeah. That's something we should talk about. They all cover their scars in different ways. Georgina covers hers with a wig. Lakeith covers his with an ugly ass fedora. Walter only ever faces Ford. Right, we only ever see him in full profile. Mm. Not sorry, not in profile, full frontal. Mm. We never see him in side profile, so you can never see like even when he's chopping wood. Right, right. right. We see him from uh, front three quarter, so we can't see his scar. Oh, but it true. looks like he's balding, even though he looks young. Right. Oh, that's true. And we see him touch his head at one point, and it's wild, like. The links they go to to cover the scars yeah. are so interesting. But I love the idea of a white woman trying to put a black woman's wig on. Because it, it's always just... It's, it, that's, that's what's funny about it. And that's what made me wonder, is she trying to fix her wig? Because every time I saw her, it was just off. But like, my mom's a black woman who wears a wig. So I know what an off wig looks like. Mm-hmm. But I was like, but as someone who's just in a white family... You might think, oh, that's that, that's correct. You know, it, it'd be the same way as like if you grew up and you'd never seen your dad wear a tie or whatever, you wouldn't get that. Like there shouldn't be this little <laughs> hole here. So just pull it up. But someone who puts on a tie and doesn't know, like if you go to college or to high school and, and you know, a guy has to dress up for his basketball game, you see playing a little bit of loose ties everywhere because they just don't get it. To me, that was like the same thing is like her wig is just a little bit off because no one in that house gets it. No one in that house looks at her and goes, yo, your wig's off. Yeah, all my friends have been like, you don't know how to tie a tie? And I'm like, yeah, I don't. Right. You don't know how to tuck a shirt? No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> and, and you don't unless you're around it. And that is what makes me, that's what, to me, that's what made the parents staying around as a help make sense for is because. Yeah. Well, one, they can't hang around normal black people because they're, they're not going to know. No. They're in, no, instantly going to be knowing. Two grandparents and like old people usually do want to stay around and help though they can't because they're old so i so in my mind but i was now they like get able bodies yes yeah, so now i was like actually if you gave your 80 year old grandparents able bodies they probably would love to just stay around and take care of you that's actually what probably what they would love to do we had to bully my grandfather into retirement he's 84 right and he's like no fuck it i'll work till i die he's like no grandpa you don't have go to go to fucking bed right so you don't have to I'll call you, I'll play chess with you, I'll give you riddles, I'll watch movies with you, but fuck and shut the fuck up. You are not going up a six-story ladder. Right. Whoa. <laughs> you are not carving a whole lamb today. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. But yeah, no, no, no. The wig thing is so important. I think it's the most, it's the most obvious thing in the film, if you know what you're looking for. Because it's never in the right spot. Because it is a good wig. It's a good wig, but she's always trying to fix it, and she, and it's yep. never right. We see her fix it multiple times. Like I'm thinking back now, like we watched Georgina nervously touch the wig mm -hmm. so many times. Walter never touches his wig, even though he clearly has one. Right. Walter just runs weird. Runs super weird, and but it is a 1936 run. It's a 1936 run. He clearly run. wanted. He and wanted. Be the white boy to win for Hitler. We that's clear, right? Like he wanted to be the white boy to win for Hitler. He wanted to win, and he did not. And just the the he did not want to win for the USA, though. He wanted to win for Germany. The way that that <laughs> actor gave his 1930s white man was so good, though. Amazing. The, the, like it was, it was creepy how good it was. She's real fetching. Yeah, it was so. Isn't she a looker? And being creepy about his granddaughter. So weird. 
in an attempt to seem normal, he is creepy. It's creepy. Because also what it made me think was, this is how this asshole thinks black people talk to each other when we're alone. He thinks that they're over here just talking yeah. about white women like this. And that's, and that's why Chris was like, who, man? Jesus like Rose? Fuck. Because that's what I thought. I was like, because like, Chris was like, who, dude? Like, what are you even talking about? And I was like, no, because this guy thinks, oh, as soon as these two black guys are going to get together, that's exactly what they're going to want to talk about. And it was like, no, the dude. White right. It was like, that's not what. That's, Chris <laughs> didn't come over here to talk to you about that, actually, at all. He came over here to just ask you how you were doing. Yeah. Also, why were you running at me? Right. <laughs> right. And it was like. And you said, she's quite a looker. Right. And it's like, no. That's. Ugh. Right. And it was just Shit, like, man. all of these. Not all of these, but it was just like, there was, there were several subtle, not subtle, but yes, in, in a lot of ways, subtle moments where I was like, this is such great writing because it is the letting the actual feelings come out versus what they're saying. Like another instance of that to me was when she catches him after the smoke, how yeah. disappointed and disgusted she looked when she was like, that's my fucking kid. Is to me, it came off as you're doing this racist thing, you know it, and even though you know you're doing it for your own profit, you still hate black people so much. You hate the fact that your daughter is sleeping with them. You hate them. You hate that. And I was like, oh, that's so dirt. Like, that's so, like, it was just like the look on her face the whole time. She hates that her daughter is even doing that. God like, she hates damn. it. She wants to be the woman who supports black folks without ever having to interact with one. Right. And I was like, oh, it's 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 gross. And it's oh, it was it was that she's BLM, but also blue lives matter. Right. And also oh, what I was going to talk about is there's a shot. So the shot where um, it is it is after Rel calls Rose and, and she's like deadpanning when the camera turns yep. and it looks through the doorway and it's the wife, the husband and the brother. And they're all in like three planes of light. So it's like the wife is fully dark. Yes. The wife is fully black. The husband is halfway and the son is fully light. I was fully like, white. Yep. I was like, that's perfect because the wife, she's all the way evil. She all the way hates this. The husband seemed like he he's like one of those people that's like, I don't really like fuck with you, but he doesn't like hate, hate black people. And then the son, yeah. he's, doing the conversation, he's doing his, he's doing the job. Right. So he was like halfway. And then the son was fully enlightened. I was like, cause in that conversation, he was like, man, if you really trained and I was like in the son's mind, he's like, man, if I was black, I'd be great. Like the son doesn't like hate black people. Like, yes. The son thinks yes. if he was black, he'd be yes. awesome. Like the son was straight up like, man, the son says, if I, if my name was Michael Jordan and I was from Durham, North Carolina, I'd be the fucking, I'd have six rings. Exactly. Like the son was like, man, if you just trained and really pushed your body, you'd be great. And I was like, that he at least thinks he's Scotty Pippen at least. And then the other part that I was like, so revealing about the son's lines was after he said that stuff about how strong and great Chris could be, he still had to end it with. But you know, I love jujitsu, and that's not about strength. Like he still had to try and make himself feel better for not yeah, being Chris. Yeah, exactly, because he's wiry, and Daniel Kaluuya is a thick man. Right, and I was like, man, even after you just admitted how much more you find Chris appealing, you still had to like try and make yourself feel better at the end of it by being like, this he had to is, big this himself about, up. Right, and I was like, dude, that was it. Was such so many of the lines and the way that people interacted were so revealing past like the obvious thing that was happening and i was like oh that's so good amazing amazing um all right it's about time to wrap this up all right <laughs> we've been going for hours and hours now and you know i always want to be on the phone with you <laughs> but so one of the last things i want to talk about before we go into like plugs and everything else you made a great point earlier and we said we talk about it the detective scene Yes. Oh, the detective scene was great. Okay, so the the thing that I saw was like the the funniest slash telling part about the detective scene is he he goes in to start talking to her and he's like friends are missing. He's sort of with the and, whole la to be clear with the whole ass dog in his lap. Right, and and she's the whole ass dog in his lap, <laughs> and she's ignoring him like okay, he's been is it? like she's she's doing the. I've heard this a million times. I don't care. I'm so sorry, but like, she's it's a been Brooklyn 48 detective. hours, right? Like, we hear crazy stuff. And then he was like, but the girl he's missing with is, is with White. And she, her whole posture Her whole changes. body changed attention. 
And I was, well, one, it was funny, but two, on the side of, that was interesting to me because so many times, especially in like very serious issues, black women do defend black men. And I was like, that was a very interesting way to see that in a horror movie in that situation where she she was like, oh, okay. It's like, she didn't care when he led with things that should have been seemingly scary. He's missing. I haven't seen him. These things are happening. And he was like, okay, but the person who's missing. He's your what? son? No, he's my best friend. Right, right. And then she's like, what? And then when he says that part, then she's like, oh, this could be dangerous. And I was like, what an interesting way to signal danger versus in any other horror movie, it would have been any of the other things. But then she chooses to make fun of him instead. Then she chooses to make fun of him. And I was like, oh, that's rough. She makes him a clown. Right. Exactly. Which, and then again, that was another instance where Lil Rel said basically verbatim exactly what was happening. He said exactly yep. the plot of what was going on to a T. Yep. And they just all laughed at him. And I was like, oh. I also love that Lil Rel ad-libbed most of his lines. Like, I'm not. Did usually, he really? Like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm not a big fan of ad-libbing lines, uh, mostly because I want to write a script and you do the script. Right. But when you got someone like Lil Rel on set, you just go, nah, fuck it. Go ahead. That's funny. <laughs> like, you're going you're gonna to get it right. Hey, he was, I was going to say, he was funny. Like, good funny. So apparently him pushing the TSA thing. Mm-hmm. What's up, Rod? Uh, TSA? That was all ad-lib. Really? And Jordan just was like, yeah, yeah. So him going, that's funny. Him going, hey, y'all, uh, Rod, Rod Williams, Rod Williams, uh, 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 TSA, TSA. You know, I do the same job y'all do, uh, but different. Probably a little uh, bit better because we deal with terrorists. You know, <laughs> I was like, exactly, exactly. See, you got the line, you got the line. <laughs> he was like, he was like, but you know, he's, he's like, probably a little bit better though. We're a little more important because terrorists, but you know, whatever, whatever. Like he still keeps in the like shruggy voice, like he's doing a Michael Sarah. It was so good. It's so funny. He but was he's doing a Michael Sarah as Lil Rel, and it's so perfect. So yeah, uh, the only ad lib that Jordan allowed in the movie was Lil Rel just being like, yeah, you know, uh, I'm I'm basically a detective too. Like doing a, like a Taika Waititi, a Michael Sarah, uh, Reese Darby, like anybody you can name who is like a prominent or like Vanessa Bayer mm-hmm. or Chloe Fineman, like all those folks who just like get away with being ad libby, Kristen Wiig, Fred Armisen, like a, a lot of excess and L people, but it's just yeah, he's just been like nah. so good at it. He was so good at it. And I just love the 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 Rod Williams TSA was fucking an ad lib. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. So, chill. Is this a movie that you would say yes or no to? Yes. Yes, instantly, all the time, forever. Heard. And here's the gross part. We have to do the plug thing. Okay. Where can anybody who wants to hear amazing music see awesome skate vids and just generally be happy with your outfits find you? At F-S-C-H-X-L-L on Instagram. Um, And same thing on TikTok. I will be most posting more TikToks, being more active, getting things more out there, making more music trying to make more people happy with outfits and skating more as well. Didn't want to leave out that part. Also, the music has been amazing. Thank you so much. I listened to dude. I listened to your uh, new slang three times today. Thank you so much. I will be so dude. (laughs) Fun fact. Fun fact is that, yes, I have been uh, with skating and things. I've been a lot happier these past five, six months and I've started making music again. So you will be hearing it soon. Good. I love to hear it. All right. Um, I guess I have to do ours now. So you can find us at horrorbabespod.com if you want our website. You can find us at horrorbabespodcast on Instagram. That's where we're most active. And horrorbabespod on Twitter where I run the thing and usually make jokes. Carrie, you want to join me in a little bye, babe? Bye, Bye, babes. babes. And get well soon, Nicole. 
Yeah, babe.